0: Welcome to Sweet Talk. This broadcast is brought to you by the Continuing Education Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. This podcast is part of our continuing outreach efforts, and the format is conversational. We will be having conversations with businesses, professionals, entrepreneurs, community agencies, and, in all cases, difference makers. Now, let's get started with Sweet Talk. Hey, welcome, everyone. This is uh, Jason Batalden with uh, continuing education workforce training. And welcome to Sweet Talk. And with me today is uh, Gabriel Rodriguez. And we are excited to have him today. And instead of me trying to introduce him, I'm going to turn it over to him for this
1: minute. Sure. So, my name is Gabe Rodriguez. I work here at Idaho State University. Um, I invest in cryptocurrency on the side. Oh. So, that's what. We're here to talk about today.
0: Oh my goodness! Now, do you have a disclaimer you got to give? Is that what you're saying? I do.
1: So this is just information. It's not financial advice. So don't take this information and go invest on it and lose all your money. So <laughs> I will not be held responsible. <laughs> out <and> do
0: that. <laughs> so Gabe, we are talking about cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now up front. I like know this much about crypto. So mm-hmm. my questions that I ask you, you know. I, if you get tired of them maybe we'll bring it someone else who knows a little something up because it's sure. going to be pretty base stuff sure but first my cryptocurrency when did when did this start um i'm going to make an assumption that most of my audience has heard that term cryptocurrency right mm-hmm. so we're not necessarily going to talk about kind of so much what it is really i mean we'll get there but. When did this come on? When is this and where did it come
1: from? So it's a, it's a relatively new technology that appeared. Um, a pseudo name, Satoshi Nakamoto in 2008, uh, created what was called the Bitcoin white paper. And he published that online. And if you think about that year, 2008, there was something else that happened sure. that year. The that bomb, was, the crash. The, yeah, the financial crash that happened. Uh, it, it's widely believed that it, that Bitcoin was in response to the financial crash. We don't know who Satoshi Nakamoto is. We don't know if it's a person, if it's a man, a woman, an entity, if it's a government. We have no idea to this day who Satoshi Nakamoto is. But in 2008, he released the Bitcoin white paper. You can go online, you can read it, you can see what his purpose is behind cryptocurrency, Bitcoin and blockchain. Um, and then in 2009 is when the network actually got established. That's that's when the very first Bitcoins were mined in the Genesis block in 2009. And they were mined by him or whoever. Or Dr. it Dr. Or, or
0: entity or, or, she, or she or whatever. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> so the Bitcoins are out there. It's a currency, right? It is, it is traded. It's traded amongst themselves. I mean, there's a value assigned to a Bitcoin.
1: There's a value right now in dollars. It's around $7,500 in um, early 2018. It did reach the high of around $20,000. And that's for one bit, one one, Bitcoin Bitcoin, you know, when we're talking 2009 2010, they were trading for cents. Uh, You have the the infamous guy who bought pizza with Bitcoin. You know, he, he purchased a, a pizza. It was the very first transaction ever used in Bitcoin. He purchased a pizza, two pizzas with a large quantity of Bitcoin, which today is worth millions upon millions of dollars. <laughs> so, but, but you have to think of it that that better way. been the best pizza he'd ever had in his life. Been, you know, that's, that, that's the thing is, um, it is a speculative asset. So when you are trading it for commerce, you um, you trade it in the mindset that this price could go down or it could go drastically up. Okay. So we
0: have this Bitcoin established. There's a value placed to this Bitcoin that's determined by, who determines the value? Buyers. Buyers, okay. Mm-hmm. So the, the market itself, the market, right? The, market. the people mm-hmm. buying and selling Bitcoin, that's what determines the value.
1: That's true.
0: Okay. And then, that Bitcoin is used, just, uh, that's where my question is. How does the Bitcoin get outside of its own little sure, so, cyber world? So before,
1: before we start, you talked about blockchain. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. So, okay. so Satoshi Nakamoto didn't release blockchain technology. He released Bitcoin. Blockchain technology is the foundation upon which cryptocurrencies work. Okay. Blockchain technology is a distributed ledger which is the very first thing we've seen in the world, the very first time we've seen a distributed ledger that's in this capacity. That you no longer have to involve third parties, which, uh, and coincidentally, would mean banks. Okay. You so no longer need banks in order to work as a society. A third party that takes fees, right? that regulates, um, that, that pokes their nose into stuff that mm-hmm. they really shouldn't be doing, custodians. Mm-hmm. So with uh, blockchain technology, you have a block, a transaction, sender ID, receiver ID, maybe some other information in the block. Mm-hmm. In order for it to get verified, uh, whether you're talking proof of stake or proof of work chains, um, they will verify that everything in that block is correct. If it is correct, the miners will process it. There's algorithms involved. There's a reward involved with sure. mining. Once it gets processed, it's permanent. It's in the chain. It's a blockchain. Oh, I got it's, in, you. it's in the chain. It's immutable no one can go back and change it like you can with ledgers today
0: so so if i traded can i put this in tangible sure and if i'm messing this up you straighten me right out sure Uh, let's say you have a you know 65 ford mustang that i want to buy we make that exchange using bitcoin through blockchain technology Mm -hmm. we said in that techno in that ledger we determine agreed upon that the X amount of coins equaled the value of the 65 Ford Mustang. Mm-hmm. That's done permanently. That value is always established for that specific transaction, correct?:
1: so, so you would sell me your Mustang for x amount of Bitcoin. Right. I would then send you that Bitcoin through my wallet. It can be on my phone, it can be on my computer, to your wallet. You just give me your address or i scan your qr code you receive your bitcoin the transaction is done done. it's in the ledger it's verified you don't have to do anything else you're not verifying it the network is verifying it once it's completed it's completed there's there's no going back
0: and there's no fees on that no
1: there the fees are very minimal we're talking for um, the miners tens of cents
0: for the people who are mining the bitcoin for me and
1: you the, the fees are the fees are minimal. okay it, So, for example, if I wanted to send $1,000 to my friend in Poland today, okay. I have a variety of ways to do that. I can do it through the banks. I can do it through money exchangers, such as Western Union, and they're going to charge a nominal fee. Uh, if okay. I want to send $1,000, I would imagine that it's going to cost me around 6 to 10%. Sure, right. That would uh, make sense. A massive fee. And my friend in Poland is not going to be able to receive that money for days and if i send it on a friday uh, it's definitely not going to be sent on saturday or sunday because the banks are closed Mm -hmm. on on the weekend and if monday is a holiday then we're talking tuesday wednesday with bitcoin this is this is strictly peer-to-peer technology and we and we talk about bitcoin but there's thousands of there's a lot of yes thousands of them Uh, when you when we talk about trading bitcoin it's 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 rarely done these days because it's not meant for e-commerce or what's coming, C-commerce, crypto commerce, the next stage. That's uh, what
0: it's intended for.
1: It's, it, it, it was. I don't know if it's going to be used for that. Okay. I believe now it has switched to what is called digital gold, which is a store of value. So oh. instead of trading it, now people are holding it. For the asset value, because they know it's going to continue to go up. It's also important to note the scarcity of Bitcoin. There's only 21 million right now. There's 18 million in circulation, so that leaves three million left to be mined until the year 2140. Okay. Gabe. Yes. If it's digital, why is there a why is there uh, just a, a maximum number? The, well you can set you can set a maximum number for anything it also has to do with inflation so when you look at dollars it's it's meant to um, really separate itself from dollars okay the problem with United States dollars is if I were to ask you how many dollars were printed today by the United States Federal Reserve there's there's no way of knowing it there's no transparency with the Federal Reserve uh, I would estimate that, Uh, Quite a few dollars were printed today and a couple months ago billions upon billions of dollars were printed at the Federal Reserve and and they just let us know that information. How often do they print dollars? We don't know. Um, So Bitcoin when there's only 21 million it does add in that scarcity value. Uh, So with a Bitcoin you can go down to eight decimal points. You know here in the United States we use dollars, we use cents When you go to the store, something doesn't cost $10.36669 dollars 36669 You know, we don't go down that far. We go to two decimal points. With Bitcoin, you can go down to eight decimal points. And they're called Satoshis, which you you can see they got that name from the founder, Satoshi Nakamoto. So you can have one Satoshi, all the way down to one Satoshi. And uh, um, that... Scarcity is what's driving up the price. So how do we,
0: I guess this is because I am just clueless. How does one enter into the Bitcoin market?
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, what I take
0: 20, forgive me. I have no, you know, what'd you say it was $4,000 of Bitcoin 7, now? 7,500.
1: 7,500,
0: so I take my 7,500 bucks and I, mm-hmm. I hand that to whom? so I can take my little Bitcoin home.
1: So there's crypto exchanges um, that you can find online. The number one used crypto exchange, and this is not an endorsement for them, is Coinbase.com. You can go onto Coinbase.com, you can verify your bank account, your debit card, and then transact it and buy Bitcoin. You can buy Ethereum, you can buy a whole number of assets, or you can even enter into a portfolio on Coinbase and buy your cryptocurrencies there. Um, so back back in the day in 2013, when I entered the market, I actually purchased my bitcoins off of eBay, which is absolutely unheard of these days. No way would you uh, it would be like buying stock off eBay. Someone's selling you five Apple stock five Apple shares. There's absolutely no reason why you would buy five shares off of eBay. It was the same thing with with Bitcoin, you know it It was a it was a huge trust that I had to put in, but it was one of the few ways that I could find to buy Bitcoin. So I bought Bitcoin off of eBay for $70 per coin at that point in time. Um, Then I found an exchange called Mt. Gox. And if you're a crypto historian, which soon everyone will be. I'm one of those people that believe that, uh, you know, just as we know, uh, AOL America online as history in the Internet books will know about this exchange called Mt. Gox. And Mt. Gox was one of the very first crypto exchanges that came on board, and they started offering uh, Bitcoins for money. And uh, they had a huge fraudulent scam happen where they took uh, millions of Bitcoin from everybody and just uh, did an exit scam. And so that really scared a lot of people away from these exchanges. So as time went on, these exchanges started to become regulated
0: and hmm. hold on now this whole thing is we don't want regulators in this so now
1: that's who's correct. regulating this that's correct so you have governments actually coming in saying uh we're unsure about cryptocurrency we want to start regulating this the the old phrase you know if you can't beat them join them and and that's what we're starting to see with governments around the world regulating crypto and crypto exchanges um and and that's why you see certain assets on exchanges
0: that makes no sense I, uh that makes no sense to me what what can they regulate they don't own the you know I mean you can regulate the US dollar right mm -hmm. you can regulate markets that exchange in that economy okay there's my economist sitting over there Jennifer Mm -hmm. how do you how do you do this I mean
1: how do how can you regulate cryptocurrency markets you can regulate who buys them and who gets to sell them so so there's been heavy regulation in the United States with ICOs okay this it's like you think about the stock when a when an option goes public you have a certain number of people that are able to go in and buy the stock at the predetermined price then it goes public and Mm -hmm. and you have the set price so you have the same thing with ICOs initial coin offerings where they're trying to get startup money well no one in the United States can legally invest in initial coin offerings. The whole rest of the world has a great advantage upon United States citizens because we're regulated. Our financial sector says we cannot participate in ICOs. So that means if I see a great crypto project called XYZ and they're selling it right now for pennies and I speculate that it's gonna be worth dollars and they're offering their ICO right now, which is their initial coin offering, I cannot participate. I have to go into the exchange after the ICO and buy it at the price that those who hold the coin are determining it at.
0: Sammy, I'm, I want to ask your question, but you're blowing my mind here a little bit, so. <laughs> um,
2: if um, the coin is gonna become the future of economics, which is what people are projecting, if the United States is trying to regulate it and other countries are, that's gonna cause a problem. Mm -hmm. Are people predicting how this is gonna be solved?
1: So the the whole point of Satoshi Nakamoto's uh, dream, his his purpose for doing this, is to sidestep all of it. Uh, Because Bitcoin is pure peer-to-peer, as are many cryptocurrencies, Uh, It is going to sidestep this regulation. It is going to sidestep the government interaction. Um, We've seen in the past years, China, for example, has repeatedly tried to ban cryptocurrency and Bitcoin to no avail. Every single time the government issues a statement regarding we're going to ban Bitcoin, we see the price surge. We see their citizens, the Chinese citizens, obtaining more Bitcoin. So if anything, when governments say, we're going to try to regulate this, we're going to try to ban this, uh, just a couple months ago, our president of the United States, Donald Trump, did quite a lengthy tweet about Bitcoin and how he hates it. And that actually caused the price to surge a little bit. People actually did the opposite, they bought it. So whenever a government official, whether it be China, India right now, Russia, uh, the United States, they try to introduce regulation as to who can buy it and who can sell it, we do see people go in and buy this asset. So,
0: I, I, I'm sitting here in this conversation, Gabe, and, and what's the other side of this? What's, ah, what's the other side of the coin? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, what, uh, the, this is a speculative market. It is. It, and that's essentially, I mean, if I understand what you said earlier, I mean, there's. Um, sorry, real quick, can somebody have them turn the mic off in that studio booth? Um, this is a speculative market. We cannot use cryptocurrency for ecoin,
1: correct? Say that. Or I mean,
0: e-commerce. You. Or you, commerce in
1: general. You You can. You can peer to peer. Peer to peer. So, so that's the interesting thing. Is there's there's a lot of. Um, Use cases and products coming out. So when you go and look at uh, a website such as World Coin Index or Coin Market Cap, mm-hmm. and you look at uh, all the use cases that are becoming available, there's literally hundreds or thousands of use cases becoming available okay. for cryptocurrency. Okay. So when you talk about you you're wanting to exchange cryptocurrency for products or services, yeah. there are coins out there, token platforms that are doing just that. Okay. So.
0: I need help here, I'm, I'm frustrated, I, I'm not frustrated, I'm just, I'm stumped about where this cryptocurrency is in, in regards to where it, my underst- where it's moving towards, which is now it's moving towards a federally governmented regulated, but, but that, here's, if the government the starts regulating, but, but technically, right, wouldn't you want it to be regulated a little bit because doesn't that mean then all of a sudden I can use cryptocurrency to actually purchase my house, purchase a car, purchase groceries, purchase, I mean, doesn't that all of a sudden kind of take it out of this little shrouded sort of nebulous beginning that it does, does, doesn't, doesn't some sort of government regulation give it some legitimacy that may not
1: be present at this point? So so we've seen some legitimacy in that aspect in that they've created a Bitcoin ETF, a futures contract, where you can go in to a United States uh, exchange and do Bitcoin futures contracts. You can short Bitcoin or you can long Bitcoin. Um, We also see uh, the issue of custodianship coming out. So one particular state of interest that's really Uh, going leaps and bounds with crypto um, laws to stop regulation or uh, to protect it so that crypto can evolve into what it's supposed to be is our neighbor, Wyoming. Wyoming, the cowboy state of all states, it's Wyoming that is hoping to become the um, crypto haven of the future. They've actually created a blockchain coalition. And over the past two to three years, they've been passing massive amounts of laws to protect crypto assets and to stop banks from interfering in the crypto atmosphere. Sammy. I
2: have a question, it's a little yes. bit um, off-topic, but um, you mentioned blockchains. Um, how can those be used outside of just cryptocurrency?
0: Okay, guess what just bumped, yeah. I want to. We're gonna come back to that question, okay? Gabe, I'm not sure I'm any smarter than, than about cryptocurrency um, when, the, the, when this thing started. So I don't, we might, I don't know, I don't even know where to begin, I, I guess. We need a class on, we need it, and we, look, um, we're going to try to convince Gabe to, to set up his class again. Uh, we, we want you to teach, and I, I think I better have the first seat that um, <laughs> comes open. Gary, do you get this? No, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Did this make any sense? I'll take the second seat. <laughs> did did this make any sense? No. Did this Jennifer? I no, it's,
1: it's tough though. So uh, and I, I think that it's hard for people to make sense of it is keeping a lot of people from investing in it. Mm-hmm.
0: But it's not intended just to be an invest a speculative investment, is it? I mean that you said there's an evolution to, okay, the timer went off. <laughs> <laughs> Look, thank you all for coming to, or coming. Thank you for uh, listening to this podcast, and Gabe, thank you for being on the show. I... Uh, I think if we have you back on, which we need to do, I need to bring someone on to host it who's a lot smarter <laughs> and who can ask better questions, because I, I don't think I, I don't think I did you service today. Oh, on, that's okay. I know what you know.
1: I, I had very little knowledge when I first uh, invested, and you continually learn. Oh yeah,
0: the learning, learning curve on this thing's got to be tremendous.
1: And, and there are no classes. It's it's YouTube. It's the internet.
0: Just like, <laughs> YouTube-versity. Yeah. Okay. So if you want, if you don't want to go to YouTube-versity, but you actually want to come to a class here at Sweet, you can look us up at cetrain.isu.edu. That's cetrain.isu.edu. And the phone number is 208... 282... 3372. Okay. Sammy asked that question real quick. So I've this heard blockchain. About
2: blockchain. Blockchain technology being used for things outside of cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. sharing things from person to person. Like I've heard about, I can't remember the musician, but a musician released an album through blockchain and just people directly got it through them without having to go to Bandcamp or SoundCloud or Spotify mm-hmm. or anything. Are there any other ways that people are planning or predicting that blockchain will be incorporated?
1: So, so that's a fantastic question. Um, she should have hosted the show. <laughs> so so when, you, when you look at year 2008, when Satoshi Nakamoto, who essentially created blockchain technology with Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, yeah, I think it's on purpose that he didn't release blockchain technology and say, look at this new technology that I created, like email. Uh, you don't release email without computers, okay? They, they, they have to go hand in hand. If you don't have the internet, you don't have email. Um, the purpose of blockchain is cryptocurrency. The purpose of cryptocurrency is blockchain. They go hand in hand. Uh, if you have just blockchain, then that's great. You have a distributed ledger. But the, the purpose is um, financial freedom. That was the purpose of blockchain technology. It has solely to do with transactions. It has everything to do with getting us away from the banks, from the third parties that take fees everywhere we look. Um, it, it's uh, using a metaphor, it's like saying, uh, there is another purpose for gasoline other than to be fuel for engines. And that other purpose is when you go camping, you need start a little fires, bit of a yeah. help to start a fire. Right. And can you imagine if that was the sole purpose of gasoline? Was when you go camping, you have a little tiny uh, liter of it to help start your campfire. There'd be no gas stations. You would find it in the store in one little compartment on an, in an aisle next to the firewood that you can buy at Albertsons. Um, That's the same thing with blockchain technology. Blockchain technology without cryptocurrency is that gasoline sitting on that shelf. Blockchain with cryptocurrency, it's now found everywhere you look, around the corner. And um, some say it is the most disruptive technology the world has ever seen. It will be more disruptive than the internet itself, blockchain technology. So you couple it with cryptocurrency, we're talking about a huge, huge movement here that we're still in the very, very, very early days of. Okay. I have a question.
2: So the stock market is also speculative, right? Yes. But then the government does not try to stop people from actually participating in initial stock offers. So do you think maybe it's because the initial stock offers are in U.S. dollars, so the government is just trying to Protect its currency. That's why it's stopping people from. You know? so, 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 so that's exactly that's show. exactly
1: the point. Um, we've seen representatives when they question. So, just recently, Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, just took a lot of heat for his. Um, oh, his for his cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency yeah. called Libra, and you saw a lot of representatives attack him on that very point. Why, why not use the dollar? What's wrong with the dollar? why not use the dollar well you have you have a lot of problems with the united states dollar and it's due to corruption you know number 1 you got off the gold and silver standard there in 1921 when there's the crash on the banks there was a run on the banks because people wanted to get their dollars and coins out because they were backed by gold and silver if an economic collapse happened in the 2020s that paper money is toilet paper. Yeah, It's worthless. So the whole purpose behind cryptocurrency is you hold the asset. So you can go onto the exchange, you can buy cryptocurrency on the exchange, it's still not yours. And that's, that's, a, that's a big point in the um, crypto sphere is if you don't hold the private keys to your coins, they're not your coins. So you can go onto Coinbase, and you can take $7,500 and you can buy a Bitcoin and leave it on Coinbase. You know, it's secure, you have your account, but it's not 100% secure, it's not 100% yours, because it's under a third party custodian. What you have to do is then you have to withdraw that Bitcoin to your hard drive, to your ledger, to your paper wallet, and when you hold it with your keys, it is your asset. No one can take it from you, no one can censor it, no one can say it's a holiday, you don't have access to your Bitcoin, it's yours. And there's only two other things that can do that in this world and that's precious metals and that's real estate that you own outright with no uh, note to the bank on. Great,
0: great presentation on that. So a Bitcoin has to come and reside with you for full control. That's correct. What if it resides in the cloud?
1: Is it yours? So you wouldn't do that. That would that would be taken out of your control. So, it, yeah. so that, there's a risk putting it somewhere else, right? So It right. Sort of
0: has to end up in a hard drive in your house.
1: It, and, and so crypto it's encrypted. It's encrypted with your private key. As long as you hold your private key, you're responsible for your private key. If You let your private key slip. If someone else finds your private key, if you let that be public, they can take your Bitcoin, they can take your cryptocurrency, and that's, the, that's with any uh, digital asset that you hold. So just as, uh, as you would with your credit card information and your social security number, you, you would never write those on a piece of paper, along with your name and address, and let it fly into the wind, as you wouldn't with your private key. So, so right. that's a big, yeah. big big thing is, yeah. if you hold your private key, you hold your coins. But if you don't, and you leave them on an exchange, like Mt. Gox in 2013, 2014, they're (coughs) gone. And to this day, they're still gone.
2: Mm. Sorry, one last question. What do you think risk-wise, you know, if if you're a traditional investor and you have your portfolio, you do moderate to high risk, Mm -hmm. would you still consider investing in Bitcoin to be on the higher risk side?
1: A lot of people do. A lot of people do consider it to be high risk because, again, there's the lack of knowledge on the subject. And I think that's for a reason. I think that it's for a reason that there's not a lot of knowledge out there, uh, whether that be censorship, whether that be uh, reluctance to get out of the traditional financial system. I don't want to be the custodian over my assets. I feel safer uh, every month giving a third-party company 10%. A, ten, yeah, a percentage of my income. They'll hold it for me. And I trust them that when I retire, they're going to send me my checks. Um, the The trust is starting to leak a little bit. You look at the pension crisis that's happening in the United States. You look at the upcoming economic crisis that's happening that's stemmed from 2008. 2008 was a warning sign. They slapped a Band-Aid on a dam, and they kept building the dam. And... You know, we're, we're looking at $22 trillion in debt for the United States, it's still rising, it has been rising. Um, you, you see the push for millennials to really start investing in 401ks, to invest in real estate, to invest in these topped out assets. And um, it's just not gonna happen. Uh, they're not gonna take that risk. And they're going to look at assets that they can hold that aren't held by third party custodians, which would be the banks. Okay.
0: All right, we gotta be done. And not because it was boring, but we're like at 90 minutes now. Continuing Education Workforce Training Suite is comprised of professionals dedicated to serving your educational needs. We understand that when it comes to your future, it's all about you. Because our staff and faculty have real world experience actually doing what they teach, our students obtain the skills and knowledge they are looking for to be competitive in today's marketplace. For more information, please visit our website, ctrain.isu.edu, That is, cetrain.isu.edu. Or call us at 208 282. 3372